What's up? Welcome to the Stormcrow Comic Cast. I'm Ruben. I'm Kevin Merrill. And uh, we're continuing our look at Batman Court of Owls. Uh, we're on episode two, issue two. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump right in. Uh, this issue starts with this cool little framing device. Uh, Snyder begins with uh, Batman talking about the old wing tower mm-hmm. and sort of describing, sort of hitting on the architecture. I think we talked about a little bit last time how the architecture of Gotham is so present in these stories. And uh, he describes uh, the old Wayne Tower, which was, I guess, commissioned by Bruce's like great, 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 great grandfather somewhere back there. And um, he describes the tower a little bit, uh, particularly the gargoyles, which they, they call guardians. And uh, these gargoyles were placed around the tower to uh, sort of provide safe passage for visitors in and out of the city. They've got like um, five tower or five garden guardians, pardon that, uh, you know, protect uh, visitors coming over the bridges, yeah. over the tunnels. And there's some for the train lines. And, um, Shortly after, we discover that Bruce is flying out of the window of <laughs> Old Wayne Tower. You flip over the page, and it's him throwing out. So the the story starts with this little introduction, and then we sort of go back in time to like a day earlier. 24 hours earlier. 24 hours earlier, yeah. And, and the meat of the story sort of shows how we got in this predicament, how Bruce did. Um, yeah, I mean, another thing with, with him starting off with – with more of Gotham's architecture too. Yeah. I mean, he's just making even more of a character out of Gotham city. I feel like yeah. Scott Snyder. I mean, that's, that's one of his signature things when writing Batman. Um, but yeah, this is this kind of um, this chase scene is so awesome. Yeah. It's like I'm, fun. I'm having, I'm having to remind myself that we're trying to keep this, uh, this podcast PG, but there would be a, a word ending with <laughs> I N G and then the word also yeah. um, starts with an F, but um just it's so cool. Like, okay. So you start off, you, you got your helicopter, you've got those guys on the train or whatever. And then the last panel, that page, you see the gauntlet, yeah. the silhouette of the gauntlet through the window yeah. and then just crash. Right. Yeah. Big old caption. And <laughs> Batman's pulling dude. He's Batman's on a motorcycle speeding next to this train. This guy's going, ah, you know, whatever it's, it's, Classic yeah, the, Batman goodness. These guys are like committing a heist from like the museum or whatever. And they're flying through the city on yeah. this helicopter. And meanwhile, Batman has apparently been chasing them on an elevated train track right. just parallel. And so when he, he, you see the arm, Batman's outside of this helicopter on his motorbike or the bat bike, whatever. And, and just plunges his arm through and grabs a guy bodily out of the helicopter through the glass. <laughs> it is totally ridiculous and over the top and awesome. Uh, very cool. Very fun. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's hell. For whatever reason, I was thinking they were on the on the train. I misspoke. No. Yeah. But, but they're right next to the train tracks. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's kind of a ridiculous thing that these guys are gonna be flying so low in this thing, and Batman you know, he has to stay on the train track. Why don't they just like gain a little altitude? I mean, all this junk comes through my mind, but I I feel like I'm sort of overthinking it, and it's it's one of those parts of the story you just have to have a good time with because yeah. uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and you know, even like the. I guess like the pilot says, you know, okay, so he wants to play chicken, let's play chicken. That's true. So, that's true. So he is sort of aware of it. It's not like, yeah. you know, but he's a moron because it's Batman. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I love you too. You, you know, you flip a couple pages, go past an ad. If you're reading the floppy, like I am, um, I just, I just love this moment. 
Batman ends up taking his motorcycle, gets ahead of the helicopter, turns it around, and then looks at him. And, and the pilot's like, he wouldn't. And Batman just smiles. <laughs> and then you, vroom, is, is the caption. And he just smashes through the front of the helicopter. And dude, he did it by like going, he's on the train track and there's an oncoming train. He basically <laughs> pulls an ollie up onto the top of the train, <laughs> screeches it around so that he's facing the other direction and then vrooms right at this helicopter. I mean, it is. <laughs> It is crazy junk. It is crazy junk. And, you know, more shattering glass as he busts through the cockpit, cockpit, pardon, and uh, devastates these guys. The, uh, The next part, it goes on to... Another thing that just adds to this dark tone of Batman, uh-huh. an autopsy. It is, yeah. you know, a gory one too. It's mildly graphic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not totally upsetting, but man, this guy is opened up on a slab. Lots of red. Lots of red in there, right? And um, this is actually the autopsy of the fellow who was killed in the last issue. He was stuck with all the throwing knives and um it, they're looking at this guy and, and in the course of the autopsy, the one with the message from, right. This is uh, Bruce Wayne will die tomorrow or whatever it said. And so this is the the corpse they found there and um, inspecting the courts, the corpse, they find um, an owl emblem embedded in uh, one of like the wisdom teeth of this guy. And they, you actually get your first full recitation of the owl nursery rhyme. And it's, you know, it's one of these before the beware the court of owls that watches all the time and so on. And, you know, they're, they're hidden behind everything. Yeah. And it ends with uh, speak not a whispered word of them or they'll send the talent for your head. And of course the talent is going to be a pretty cool character in this story. Um so they talk about the court of owls and uh, Batman's very dismissive of the owls. Right. Uh, he's actually, Batman's actually attending this autopsy remotely. He's installed a, they've got some really cool name for this technology, like a photogrammatic scanner or something along these lines. Really cool. And he, he's basically just installed this device um, at the city morgue or wherever. Yeah. And so from the bat cave, he's at, able to see the autopsy in you know incredible detail yeah he's he's there talking to the nightwing too <clears throat> and they're talking about how he installed this this camera or, or the scanner and uh you know batman says it simplifies things and nightwing kind of makes i don't know it's kind of a funny comment no more sneaking in and out uh come on though admit it you're gonna miss that ventilation shaft you <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of going into some of batman's disappearing acts and Trying to make him sound a little bit more ridiculous because, you know, from a, from a, the reader's perspective and from the other characters, he's just always gone. But me, meanwhile, I was like, yeah, you went through the fence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, that is kind of humorous. You know, Batman's got this mystique and aura. But if you knew where he went and that he was actually just like shoved up hiding <laughs> by the air conditioner in the corner of the room, right. that's kind of funny. Just barely so, tucked his cape in yeah, before yeah, he turned yeah, him yeah. up. He's like holding his breath, you know, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the guy to leave so he can exit. Uh, whatever. Yeah. But they also speak a little bit more about uh uh, Nightwing Dick Grayson's DNA being found underneath right, right. Uh, the corpse's fingernails. Yeah. Uh, Batman asked him if he recognizes him, and yeah. he does. He recognizes this guy who he'd seen at some public event, and the guy had this really sort of cryptic message without identifying you know, the potential bad guy involved or whatever. And he tells them something like, you know, they're everywhere. Beware, they're coming for us. I, I forget the exact line, but I think he... Yeah, they're real. They're everywhere, and they're sending him for you, all of you. Yeah. Um, 
So, referring to the Bat family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think most likely. Yeah. Although, you know, when the story progresses, uh, we do find out that the Court of Owls potentially has multiple targets and multiple interests. So although I'm sort of inclined to agree with you, it might actually include yeah. more. And, and you know, the other thing is that if it is referring to the Bat family, that means that this dead guy actually knew that Dick Grayson was Nightwing. Because yeah. he sees him in public. So um, now I'm thinking it's probably less likely. Okay. Maybe he's just talking about um, this sort of Gotham aristocracy or something like that. That, hey, you all you Gotham people, they're real. They're coming out, you know, right. whatever. It's possible he knows Dick is Nightwing, but I don't really think we get anything to indicate that, you know, perhaps besides this little thing. Maybe he was really smart. He may have been really <laughs> smart. Yeah. The calculator. Okay. I mean, Tim Drake figured it out, so right. it's possible. And uh, next up, we get some more Lincoln, too. Yes, yes. So, and, and and along with Lincoln, we get Bruce. Yeah. And so they're meeting, uh, you know, up at the top of Wayne Tower, so we're progressing in the story. And, um, you know, Bruce comes out, and he likes Lincoln enough to sort of immediately cut the guy a check for uh, his, his campaign to be mayor, which, of course— it, Lincoln is, uh, if we haven't said specifically, it does seem like Lincoln is running for mayor of Gotham and, or, or is, is prepared to, or perhaps is considered a great candidate. I'm, I'm sort of flaking on whether that's been spelled out here, but, uh, but Bruce is re- ready to support it. Right. And their conversation progresses. You get to know a little bit more about Lincoln. Yeah. About his past, which is, uh, not so dissimilar from, Bruce Wayne's right. Right. I think we talked last time about how they even physically look alike. And, uh, during this part of the story, Lincoln relates, um, the fact that he's an orphan and he lost his parents. And of course that's so much of what Batman is. So this sort of a parallel between the characters of Lincoln and Bruce continues. He relates, um, you know, specific heart-wrenching imagery of, you know, his mom passing and he's just got this memory of this uh, misshapen heart pin, which, of course, is similar to the pearl necklace that, you know, uh, Bruce's mom dies with and is just absolutely an iconic image in Batman comics is the pearl necklace maybe being shattered across the street or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just sort of... Ripped from her neck. Ripped from her neck, yeah. You'll see that. But um, yeah, so they 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 go they go on and on, and then suddenly uh, trouble shows up. Yeah, and and it's interesting because it's just as, and this might just be coincidental, but um, Lincoln's about to sort of warn Bruce about something. He says, "Uh, you know, when I look at you, I see an ally." He's talking to Bruce, mm-hmm. a real one, and as I'm sure you know, this is a city where allies are few and far between, especially now. And uh, Bruce kind of pokes him, you know especially now. Why? And Lincoln says, something bad has come to Gotham, Bruce, something ancient and powerful and evil. And right after that, we see who's coming We get the next page. And it is violence. I'm kind of jealous of, of that format a little bit right now. The, the trade paperback versus my floppy, yeah. because you get to turn the page and see the reveal 
of the of the guy from the the court of owls, the talon there. Me is just on the it's on the right page. Yeah, if it's not <laughs> obvious to you listening, um, you know, Kevin has the single issue in front of him, yeah. which I'll mention is a cool variant Jim Lee cover, so that's pretty neat. Anyway, I've got the trade here, and the way the pages line up is a little different. So, yeah, uh, for me, the the appearance of the talon is on the left page. I've had to turn the page, and so it's sort of a surprise. And, yes, and for him, he's got it on the opposite page. Yeah, if so. you're reading it for the first time, it's like, whoa, okay, this guy's kind of cool looking, whereas I, I could see it coming, yeah. you know, from from finishing up the, the conversation. Another, another part of what it is to be a comic, that, you know, because you have these big... Uh, graphic depictions that are often revealing where the story's going. Um, The creators have to be very sensitive to what is going to be apparent when the reader turns the page. And in, in my case, um, I didn't know it until I flipped that page. Whereas for what Kevin's got in front of him earlier in the story, you can clearly see on the other page, the picture of the talent. Yeah. yeah, It's just right there, right, right in the centerfold. It might seem like a small touch, but, uh, it it does kind of matter yeah. and it affects the reading of it. So. You know, not to not to derail us too much, but I'm I'm a big uh, proponent of uh, staying away from spoilers. I like the shock sure, value yeah. when I'm reading or right. watching something. And I don't know, even when it's, when it's something small like like this, uh, it's still nice to be able to just flip the page like, oh, OK, yeah, I did yeah, not yeah. see that coming. You How know? about surprise? Yeah. And and honestly, we might turn to the next page and um, you've got the original intended what's going to be the surprise. And I might have the little spoiler there for myself. So, yeah. you know, they, they got to get out the ads and fit in a trade and, uh, you know, sacrifices have to be made, I guess. Sure. So anyway, the talent is basically... In this like really cool ninja looking suit, and he's got the you know the round owlish eyes and all kinds of daggers all over him, just yeah. a, a row a, a, like a bandolier of throwing knives basically. And um, he's he's hit Bruce and Lincoln, it appears, uh, with a couple of the throwing daggers, and uh, looks like he's about to finish the job when Bruce. Turns out he's been trained in martial arts, I guess. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I, I didn't know yeah, that right. Batman could do that. That's wait, 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 wait. Is Batman Bruce Wayne? I think I'm seeing a connection. Oh, my here. gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's like I'm reading the book for the first time. Dude, yeah. <laughs> this new character of Batman. I think DC's hitting on something. Yeah, you know? I think they've got something yeah. here for sure. <laughs> He'll at least get a good solid 12 issue. Run, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least. You know, they call it ongoing, but we all know that's not true. Yeah. Anyway. And, uh, you know, so Bruce, Bruce joins the battle. Uh, Lincoln appears to be sort of collapsed on the floor and, uh, Bruce, you know, he's got the, the little, uh, the narrative boxes or whatnot. And uh, Bruce is saying that, you know, he's got to go for lucky strikes in case somebody is watching. He doesn't want to, you know, use his full martial prowess, uh, unless it sort of reveals something about his identity. Uh, but the owl is no joke. The talon, as as we discover, um, the talon is no joke and very well trained. Yes. Obviously, um, maybe not quite superior to Bruce, but he gives him a run for his money. Yeah, and and Bruce immediately within the same page, just a couple of panels down, is like, "All right, playtime's over." Yeah. And I love the panel right above it. Bruce is doing this sort of karate chop. And you just, it's a close up on the Talon's head and the Talon is very, um, it, it almost looks like he's very easily deflecting the karate chop and meanwhile, slicing has, him. Oh yeah. Slicing. And, and it almost looks to me like it's poking right through his arm. Like he just stabbed.
stabbed straight through his arm. I might be. I can see that. You know, yeah. and so it's this very casual, just sort of block and parry and stab. Uh, just a really cool little image there. The the talent is no joke. Um, this this guy and, can fight. And this whole sequence, too, just more great panel transitioning by, by Capullo, too. It's all very fluid. It, it's it's very natural to read and, and keep up with the action. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely. It's fun. Um, and he, uh, he tries to choke him out or crush his windpipe, but uh, to no effect. Um, the talent ends up uh, kicking Bruce through the window. Mm -hmm. And so we rejoin the beginning of the story. We've, we've gotten to the point and now we're going to see how the heck Batman's going to get out of this. And they, and they do make a point too, just to kind of reinforce this idea that this talent is super well-trained. They, they, they uh, specifically told us about the glass, about the windows saying that they were like some sort of super reinforced type window to where, you know, if you're going to be like in the, near the center of it, it won't break. It'll flex but if you hit it just right, if you know where to hit the glass on the side near the edges, right, then you go right through. And obviously, if you kind of look to see how uh, Bruce was positioned in front of that window there, he's kind of off to the side. And the talent knows he's got him, kicks him, goes right through. Yeah, it, it kind of maybe implies or indicates that the talent has intimate knowledge of this building. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I don't think so. I think that the talent does. Um, and... Uh, so they're, they're both actually flying out the window, I believe. And uh, this is one of those great aerial battles as they, they tumble through towards mm -hmm. the Gotham streets. And uh, the Talon mentions how I love killing Waynes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, maybe it has something to do with Thomas and Martha Wayne? Perhaps, perhaps. Maybe? And uh, we also, you know, without giving up the next issue, we do have uh, a little setup. And I think, I think it's it's possible that we'll have that explained maybe next episode yeah. um, about this Talon's particular history with the, uh, with the Wayne family. And of course I, I I'm kind of spoiling a little bit when I say this Talon, but maybe we'll let that go. Yeah. yeah. And um, Bruce does survive in a very cool way, in a very cool way. So the uh, guardians, mm -hmm. the, the gargoyles, gargoyles. Yes. Yeah. Around the Wayne tower. Um, Bruce reveals there's something I didn't mention earlier. Yeah. Of course, there is another guardian, and this one was installed later to protect visitors who are coming by air. And, and it's not visible from the sky right, deck either, right. so most people don't know it's there. Yes. And yeah. I guess maybe as clever as this Talon may be, as as much information as he might have on this on this 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 tower to know about the the plated glass or whatever. Um not even the right term. The reinforced, sure. yeah, strong, yeah, yeah. whatever. The the good kind of window that you won't so you don't right. fall to your death. Um, Perhaps he doesn't know about this. He doesn't guardian. know about this card. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it is a newer addition compared to the other ones. And we're reading into it a little bit here, but this is the kind of story that invites that. Yeah. So even if we're off a little bit, I think it's fun to play around with these ideas. Um, I mean, Snyder doesn't do a hack job here, so I think it's okay to make these guesses and and wonder about it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because this is very much so. Even though this is Batman and not Detective Comics, this is very much, I think, as you said earlier, this is still a mystery story. He's having to solve this. He's having to go into full on detective absolutely. mode. Absolutely. And at yeah. this point, like us, Bruce doesn't know really what's going on here. He's, I think, he's starting to figure it out. It's starting to become pretty obvious. That hey maybe that court of owls maybe it's not just a old legend you know yeah. maybe there's something to it so. 
it's really cool to have this, you know, doing Batman and having such this rich history, but also established history. How do you introduce a character who's been behind the scenes throughout the history of this established continuity and we've never heard about it? And so Snyder has this sort of tough job of not just writing a story where Bruce discovers this mystery, but also writing a story where we as readers, uh, it doesn't seem weird. It seems natural. It seems like, no, we know Batman, but holy cow, this has existed. This has been there throughout the, you know, the, the story of Batman. So Bruce survives. Uh, the owl does not appear to. He smashes into a car yes. on the sidewalk. Several, several, several stories below. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, they were on near the top of the tower, yeah. at least. It looked really cool where Bruce and Lincoln meet. is sort of this, like, atrium kind of thing. It looks like it's right on the top of the tower. Mm-hmm. So you're talking whatever it is, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 floors of the yeah, skyscraper. He, yeah, exactly. He might as well fell from the top of a skyscraper. Right, sure. right. He's probably more than 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not going to walk away from that. And um or is he? Yeah, yeah, indeed, right? So um you know, you got a little time passes and uh Batman's narrating the last couple of pages and uh, you know, sort of considering the night's events and yeah. he says whoever it was that just tried to kill me, he was good, but he made one mistake. He tried to use Gotham's legends against me, but I'm all, the only legend the city needs. Yeah. And um <laughs> Just really good Batman dialogue. <laughs> you making fun of me? No, no, no. Oh, okay. no I'm, talking about, I'm talking about uh, Snyder's writing there. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure, it just sure. it's yeah. classic Batman, you know. Yeah. The whole this is my city. Yeah, he's you know? very arrogant and very self-centered and yeah. really sort of claims ownership over everything he sees. Um, and we're discovering that everything he sees isn't everything that's actually there. The court, namely. Um, the following page... Super cool. I really like this. Uh, you know, Bruce continues his narration or whatever, and there's a uh, ambulance that's trucking away the carcass of the uh, fallen Talon, and uh, Talon wakes up. Yeah. <laughs> Talon wakes up. Wakes up, looks like he takes out the EMS guy, and... Uh... Yep. Drives off in an ambulance, yep. leaving us waiting for issue three. That's right. And he's got these really cool glowing eyes. You know, the kind yeah. when you're in shadows, they stand out from the shadows. Mm-hmm. And the, the big round owl eyes. So uh, I got to say a fun issue. Um, the Some of the highlights for me were the... The uh, autopsy, I think, really is is just such a great tone setter for, you know, a story that's a lot about being a detective and discovering this mystery. More of the great architecture in the book. Sure. Um, the fun, fun helicopter chase scene. Um, some good stuff. We get some more Jim Gordon. We get some more Nightwing. A lot of these good elements. And, and get to learn a little bit more about Lincoln, who obviously is... You know, going to figure prominently yeah. fleshing out the, the character a little bit, some character development going yeah. on in this issue. And then of course, I mean, we get our first real encounter with the Talon mm-hmm. and that that's, that matters is going to be an important part. Now we're going to be talking about the court of owls, but even what goes beyond this continues with the owl storyline. Yeah. So we're, we're even just looking <clears throat> at the, the tip of the iceberg here. There was even a whole other, you know, I won't say, 
how or who he is or whatever because we're not there who, yet. Who? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> see what you did. Um, but there was a whole series. I think it maybe it's still ongoing or maybe yeah. it was just recently yeah. canceled. I think it's still coming out though. Called Talon. Right. So these these characters, these ideas, they're sticking around in the DC universe. Yeah, you know? I I think probably the the big wigs at DC um, and the fans out there. The owls are now part of the Batman pantheon. They yeah. they are part of the history, and we're only going. I think you were saying the other day that uh, what 2011 this 2011, yeah. right? And Issue two of this came out in October 2011, dude. And 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 it is official. I mean, the the Court of Owls is now part of uh, of what DC does. So yeah. Snyder really started off this run with a bang. Yeah, so good. Um, but moving on to our. Uh, the segment that we like to end the show on, um, where we talk about taxation and regulation. <laughs> and, oh, and sexism and religion. Am I on the wrong podcast? This yeah, is the be. three beards. Yeah, it might oh. be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. The pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Um, you want to start or you want me to start? Uh, sure, I'll, I'll go for it. You know, I've got. I think only two new books coming out that I'm, I'm picking up for this week. Um, and they're both kind of in the same vein, both kind of like noirish and, uh, both you know, image. spies. Yeah. Both image books, love and image. Um, I'm picking up both velvet and secret this week. Uh, they're both kind of spy books and whatever. My pick of the week though, I got to go with secret. Now I will totally admit I am on Hickman's jock these days. Mm-hmm. He is rocking. I love it. So I'm kind of being a fanboy with this. Uh, but I've really enjoyed Secret. Yeah. It, the book has had this horrible schedule of coming out. It's been so irregular. Maybe you don't see a book for three or four months. So it started way back, but we're only on issue six. Um, and it was really weird at the beginning. Super hard to tell what was going on. Very much. uh, Things were very ambiguous. Yeah, totally. And about issue four, things really started to get fleshed out. We've got a sense of like what the character's motivations, what's really going on in the background. And I have not read issue six, but I got to say I'm pretty pumped to issue five sort of left with the threat of Mucho's violence and uh, a lot of danger and whatnot. So secret issue six Kodiak. Uh, by Hickman and Bonheim. And so that's my pick of the week. Cool. What I, you got? Um, I have uh, a Marvel book this Amazing. week. Amazing. Um. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. Marvel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, Marvel. This, is, uh, this features another character who likes to stalk and beat up bad guys at nighttime. Yeah, rich guy with cool planes. Like, uh, I think we got a theme here. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Moon Knight number one came yeah. out. Uh Solid first issue. It's uh, the the writer. I think was what really uh, sold me on on even picking it up to flip through it. Because right. honestly, Moon Knight not one of my favorite characters. I enjoyed the little run that David Finch did years ago, um, but overall, not really on my radar. But then I saw Warren Ellis. Yeah, and I was like, huh. okay, <laughs> all right, let's let's give this a go. And I read it and really enjoyed it. Um, I won't I won't spoil a whole lot. Um, but I will say that it, it lays down um, a, a solid start to a, to a story, and it's written in such a way to where if you already know Moon Knight, if you've been reading Moon Knight, you're not going to be bored with an origin story. But right. also, if you're brand new to the character, it does give you enough information to where you go, oh, okay, so this is what's up. This is what's going on. That's cool. It's a nice yeah. balance for, for both old and new readers of nice. the character. <clears throat> and um, 
I just I love the color scheme to um, just the, the contrast that the white gives to everything else going on right. in this book. It's a very, uh, very nice, cool look. I mean, if you you flip through the, the first, I think this is like the fourth page. There's kind of this uh, this graph of uh, or this map of Manhattan. It's all in white with the black background. I don't, I don't know. There's it's cool. Yeah, it's white to Moon Knight is like black or dark gray to Batman. You know, there's going to be plenty of it, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of his his color theme or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and one of the interesting things about this this character too, because kind of like Batman, he'll also work with the police sometimes. Um, and they they comment on him wearing this all white. And, you know, what kind of fool would would fight criminals at night wearing all white? And you know, at some point, someone makes a comment: someone who wants to see him coming. You know. Oh, so he yeah, wants yeah. the bad guys to know that he's yeah. he's on his way. So really that's, cool. But yeah, cool. there are some definite similarities. He's got a he's got a car that has some tricks to it. Right. You know, um, I my understanding is that Moon Knight was originally created as sort of this Batman analog that that was kind of the deal yeah. anyway. Um, but I don't want to make it sound like. Obviously, we're pointing out the similarities, but it's not just a direct clone, at least not anymore, because now they've added this whole thing to where there's this Egyptian god that's tied in with his character, uh, where uh, uh, Mark Spector used to be uh, a mercenary. Right. And at some point, for whatever reason, he was in Egypt on a job or something like that. And he shot and killed underneath the statue of this this Egyptian god. Khonshu. Khonshu. And uh, then comes back as Moon Knight. So. He's he's got kind of a supernatural element to him too. Yes, which obviously distinguishes him from Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so fun read uh, issue number one uh, just came out this past Wednesday. Warren Ellis, you know, even bad Warren Ellis stories are better than most stories. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy who who's capable of way above average work. Yeah. And so you know, even if you you got a couple of stinkers, man, you see his name on a book, you still pay attention. Yeah. Um, and it's cool. I I hope the Moon Knight thing pans out. I, I read it back in the nineties when I was little and uh, it was sort of random that I stumbled upon it, but it's got that, you know, a little bit of nostalgia for me. I'm kind of sure. curious parts of moon Knight I find cheesy, but other parts, I don't know. They work for me. And I guess in the same way, Batman maybe yeah. does, but this whatever. one's fun, man. You ought to check it out. I might do that. Yeah. Um, as always, thank you for, for listening. This is our second episode. I'm happy to say that by the time uh, you're listening to this. We should be available on iTunes. Uh, the podcast has been submitted for approval. Normally that takes two or three days, um, <clears throat> but you will very soon be able to su- subscribe to us on iTunes. And when you do, please make sure to rate and review us on there. It'd be huge, y'all. Thank and, you. Yeah, that, and that that junk really does matter, too, uh, to borrow a, a word that yeah, Ruben hey, uses. That's um, a cool joke. Because when you do rate and review us, we're more visible in the charts when people are, are going through iTunes. And, you know, maybe this is a podcast I'd like to check out. We would be higher up if we had some ratings and some reviews versus not having any. We'd be lower on the on the totem pole. Um, do us a solid, y'all. Rate yeah, and review. Yeah, man. It, take two minutes out of your time, please. Please. Um, also, check out 336cast.com. It's where you can check out some other not-so-safe-for-work podcasts like the Three Beards, like the 336cast podcast, like Name Redacted, like Opposed Thumbs. Um, plenty of good material there. Maybe don't listen to it around the kids. Yeah. Um, Definitely great. Hilarious episodes. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we, we try. Um, anything that you would like to plug before we head out for the week? No, I think I'm good, man. Thanks for doing the podcast with me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, 
I guess tune in next week for uh, Batman the Court of Owls Part 3. Have a good week, y'all.